0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rowing20's podcast. Today we have on with us Bailey Peyton. You guys know her as The Bailey P. She is an LA-based curve model and content creator. Her energy is already incredible. We're so (laughs) excited to have her. Hey, Bailey, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's going to be so much fun. We have so many questions. We're going to be talking about all the good stuff, Self-love, relationships, confidence, all that amazing stuff. The stuff we all need to hear right now, <laughs> Every single
1: one of us. <laughs> Every single day. I
0: can never get enough of it. <laughs> so Bailey go ahead introduce yourself
2: tell us a little bit about you who you are where you're from and how old you are absolutely so as that lovely lady said my name is Bailey Payton um, I am originally from Denver Colorado I now have live in Los Angeles I've been here um, with my husband for about the last four years we moved here in the fall of 2016 as you mentioned I'm a curve model and content creator which is wild and something that I'm still navigating on a daily basis I actually spent most of my career in musical theater I still I love to sing, act and dance. And I often say that I think a lot of what I did in theater and as a performer actually kind of led me to where I am now. I take a lot of that into what I do as both a curve model and content creator. I've only been in modeling about two years. So it's still kind of new to me, but something that I always not necessarily aspire to. I never really pictured myself to be doing what I'm doing today, which is mm. always really interesting uh, to look back on. But I did always hope that I'd be able to be in a position to, you know, be somewhat of a role model and be the woman that I needed when I was younger and so that's kind of my favorite thing about what I'm able to do now both in the modeling and creative platform is be an example for young women and really be that voice that I needed to hear when I was a young young girl so yeah I mm-hmm. left Colorado essentially to kind of strive for all the creative things out here in LA and we're just out here doing it yes, yes I love is. that
1: so much oh my goodness it's it's so crazy because you touched on so many things and now now my brain is like this direction, this direction,
2: this direction. <laughs> I know I'm like that like no no
1: it's yeah. Yeah. But first off, I just wanted to say I really feel if you guys don't follow Bailey yet, she is her energy is so, so magnetic. I remember I came across your page when starting to honestly be on my own like confidence journey and just reading all of the things that you had to say, feeling your energy. It just inspired me so much to really start living more authentically. And that's something we talk about a lot here. So you talked a little bit about your journey and how you started in musical theater. We've totally had experiences in musical theater and have a lot of friends, especially one of our friends loves you so much and she's pursuing musical theater right now and really, really looks up to you for all those reasons. But how, I guess, what did you take out of musical theater specifically that you feel impacted where you are today? Just for those that want to know. And then how did you actually transition into modeling?
2: Absolutely. So as far as what I took with me, I think I, well, actually let me start the other way around because I think it'll work more. So when we came to LA, I was actually looking to pursue music. I kind of wanted to step away a little more from like the musical theater side and maybe like dabble in some songwriting, um, Mm -hmm. kind of just do more vocalist type of work. I'm going to make a very long story short, but we had a series of events happen when we moved out here, including a pretty um, awful car accident that put me out of the work that I had intentionally planned for out here. I ended up being out of work for like over a year. And so that kind of, that was the moment I literally learned like, you can iron out all the plans in the world. And life is so unexpected that it's going to throw yep. these curveballs at you. And so Sam and I, my husband were actually just still dating at the time. And like he had to take on, you know, some massive responsibilities. We of course knew we had a future together because we are moving to a different state. But you know, we hadn't been engaged or any of those things yet. So it brought on a lot of challenges, not only for our relationship, but also for my career, given that we are moving out here primarily for that. So it ended up that I was out of work for quite some time. And then like I talk about a lot of my social I've always been curvy and I've always, you know, struggled with like the stigma around weight, but I, sorry, I got like emotional thinking about this for a second. No, yeah. So... But I, after my injuries, um, I gained a pretty significant amount of weight in like that first year and year and mm. a half living in LA. And one of the things we looked forward to the most actually about being out here was like being active and how nice the weather is year round and right. all the things. And so it was pretty devastating for me not to be able to do any of the things that I had planned for. So wow. I gained a lot of weight and I felt really sorry for myself for a solid two years. And then I remember sitting in our old place and thinking to myself, like how much longer longer can you sit here and just blame the rest of the world and everything that happened for where you're at today. And so I started looking into plus size modeling. And I was like, people always told me I had a pretty face, but there weren't plus models back in the day. And so like, maybe this is some weird sign that that's like what I meant to be doing. So I My just God. started submitting to agencies and I got signed like a couple of weeks later. And so that's how I fell into modeling. I, ironically, I literally can't believe that. Yeah, <laughs> so- I mean, it was it, and to be fair, like I've hustled like crazy since then, but you know, had I never in that chance of just being like, Oh, I'll throw my hat in the ring? And like, I literally took digitals, which are basically these basic modeling photos that you submit to agencies on our, you know, my iPhone out on like in front of a brick wall or something, <laughs> right? There, <you> know? <laughs> yeah. I, know what I was doing, I was like, Let's just shoot my shot and see what happens. So that's how I kind of got into it. But then I found that a lot of what I do in castings and all of these things really falls back to a lot of what I like the reason I loved theater which was because I'm such a people person and I love like I always told my mom no matter what I end up doing as long as I can get in the room I know that I can always prove myself because I like I always lead with my personality yeah. and my husband, even now to this day says he's like we found a way to essentially turn your personality into work into what you do and I've always just loved that because I think you know being a presence and like being a part of something like musical theater. If you, if you are a person who's like meant to be in that industry, I hope this makes sense the way I'm wording it, but like theater especially, it's because you are like, your own storyteller and you're so open to showing sharing your own story at least for me like I was never necessarily you know like needing to act certain things because it was just like a piece of my story that I would pull from you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would pull pieces of my life that were either like really incredible or pieces of my love life that were heart-wrenching and I would I would turn that into whatever I was performing specifically when I played like Tracy in Hairspray that had a lot to do with you know Mm -hmm. body image struggles and all these things so I think that's something that's really just amazing about performers and something that I love to see when I see live theater. It's just like the passion that comes out of someone who tells their own story through, you know, a, a different story. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I love the piece of your story where you were like, you know, I was feeling really sorry for myself. And then, and then I was like, well, maybe this is something for me. And so I submitted to these agencies. And like, I think that that is such a great piece of your story for people to hear because we know so many people who feel stuck in their life whether it's about weight whether it's about where they are in a relationship or in a career like it's so easy to feel stuck and then feel sorry for yourself but realizing and we always talk about this like things happening for you instead of to you and taking that leap like just do we're always like just do something like it might not be the right thing but yeah. As long as you do something, it has to be better than just sitting and feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. So... I, I'm curious as to like, what was like, what was like the trigger? What was the push where you're like, I can't sit here and feel sorry for myself anymore. Like I'm going to do this thing.
2: Sure. So my husband is a pilot and he had gone back to work, you know, several months or whatever it was after our accident. I remember having all of these little like minute moments where I got frustrated because like he continued to be able to go have this purpose, even if it was like flying, like his actual job or even things as little as like going to the gym, like that frustrated me because I couldn't do them. And that was so unlike who I am. Like that was literally so unparalleled. And one of the injuries I did end up with was like a head injury. And so, you know, that was something mentally that like I was fighting was, okay, why is it making me upset that someone that I love, the person I love most in the world can go do these things. And yet I am like, you know, almost like jealous of that. Like that was just so far from anything I had ever felt or who I was that I was just really struggling with that and so I remember kind of I think it was a lot of like minute moments that build up that built up to that ultimate moment because I remember Sam was on a trip and I was just thinking to myself I've spent all of these great years in my 20s my early 20s like these are what I would have considered like my prime years you know to go after my career and things you know sitting around and like he's off flying trips and I'm just like okay, well, I'm going to sit here and continue to feel like the world let me down. And I remember thinking about kind of what I mentioned earlier about all of these people telling me when I was growing up, like, you have such a beautiful face, but it was never about... It was never like, oh, you should maybe look into modeling because of my body, because obviously everyone knew that I didn't have a body to be a model, as the, at least that's what they perceived and that's what I was taught growing up. And so yeah, I'm sure. yeah right, exactly. <laughs> so I think it was, yeah, all the buildup of just like the memories I had growing up and then this weird energy I felt about, you know, being envious of what other people including my like boyfriend what they were able to do at the time and i think the buildup of all of that kind of just clicked at at one point and i was like what can i i I think it was a what can i turn this into kind of like what you said Mm -hmm. doing something for you i've i've been dealt this card i've been dealt the bad How am I going to turn it into something good? Because the Bailey that I know and the Bailey I was a year ago or whatever, you know, whatever period of time that was in my life, she like, she knows better than this. She's stronger than this. And, but you know, when we're in, when we're in that deep in a time, that's a struggle. It's, it's so hard to reach that point. And I wish I always say there's no like secret sauce, magic Mm -hmm. dust. That's why I like to say it's, it's really like a buildup of moments. Cause I think that stands for a lot of things and a lot of lessons in my life in particular is I. I don't normally have like aha moments I have little moments that build up to the big aha
1: moment yeah that was so beautifully put and I really I think a lot of people in their 20s specifically can benefit from hearing that because like you said before, you're like, you know, you can't really plan anything out, you can have a plan and it can totally not go the way you expect. And I think that's a big piece of your early 20s is people have this idea that their life is going to play out in a certain way, and then it doesn't and they blame themselves and think they're not enough and internalize it and you know, judge themselves and all the guilt, shame spiral, all of those things. So I think your story is inspiring in so many ways. And that's a big piece of it. And especially how you were able to turn something that felt so shameful to you. I I personally have experienced a lot lot of changes in my own body. And I know that feeling and I know a lot of people in this world struggle with that. So for you to, you know, kind of to figure out, you know, where am I? What am I going to do from here? You know, of course, your feelings are valid. Of course, everything you feel is beyond valid, but to be be able to actually push beyond that and acknowledge the validity, but also continue to keep on keeping on. (laughs) Um, And I think especially when people struggle really with anything, but we have a tendency to isolate, like isolate ourselves from the world. And like you said feel this like jealousy towards what other people are doing but can't like muster up that energy to make a shift so if you had to you know if someone is in that place because julie and i talk about all the time we're like dang it if i just knew what i know now then you know
2: what that's, <laughs> that's why we're doing this show yes, you're literally preaching to the qu- i say that all the time to my yes. husband all the time <laughs> So true,
1: because it's like, man, it all makes sense now, but it doesn't make sense in the in the thick of it. So my question is for someone that is in the thick of it right now, they don't feel like themselves, they feel stuck, they feel maybe ashamed, guilty, all those feelings that keep us stagnant. What would you say to them? What piece of advice would you give them?
2: Mm, The first thing that comes to my mind is baby steps. Mm. I, for the longest time felt like in order to get it, whether it was getting out of a relationship that was toxic or getting out of the stagnant place where I felt like it was, you know, everything was against me and no matter what step I took, I was just going to mm-hmm. face more challenges. So like, why bother? I always had this mindset for the longest time, which is exactly why I always say the quote that I like kind of came up with about confidence. So I say confidence is not a one day journey. It's an everyday choice. And that stands For me, for everything, because I always had this mindset that it was always like this destination that I would just like figure it all out one day, and then it'd just be like smooth sailing, cool. We've reached it, boom, we're good to go. But if you don't learn how to like have little tools in your toolbox and like take baby steps, then you kind of think you've gotten to this pinnacle in this day in this destination, and then when it gets hard again, it all falls back on you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean when I say baby steps is really you know, when it comes to confidence, I often um, encourage trying out like a little bit more of positive self talk or like looking yourself in the mirror. And instead of, you know, even if you do see something negative, and that's the first thing that comes to your mind, let's try shifting the narrative. And let's try like pointing out the positive instead today, you know, that little baby stop might make all the difference for you tomorrow. And so And I can definitely say that I've been in a couple of these ruts that you're referring to, especially this last year. And quite honestly, today is one of the first days that I really felt like a bit lighter. And I don't know if it's because I just took a couple of days off or because I'm like, I love... To celebrate the new year but I definitely am like try to stay away from like the resolution like type talk just because that in the past has gotten me like really negative on feeling like I'm not doing enough which I'm sure like you both can relate to and yeah and but I think that like what's gotten me out of like all of these ruts this year and it's gonna sound so lame and simply put but like is just giving myself grace like I've had to really really learn this past year to be okay with not being where I thought I would be or you know having gained weight in the last six months of 2020 or having lost some of the friendships that I thought were going to last a lifetime you know whether like it, it falls in so many different facets, but I've certainly felt like in so many ruts in this last year. And I think that's something that I really aspire to do every day on my social media is to like make people feel seen. Like, I don't care if you show up to like see my breakfast or like have a dance party with me. I want you to feel seen and like worthy and know that I'm here and know that you have like a best friend in me, regardless of the fact that we've never met, because I think at the end of the day, like we're all just craving connection. And yeah, if you feel like you're stuck right now, coming
1: out with me because yes. yeah, I <laughs> she has you yeah and Bailey we just want you to know we were talking about this before you hopped on like you absolutely do that so if that's your mission just know like you do make people feel seen and heard and valued and that's very much aligned with what we try to do here so we know friends of ours at DMU and are like hey love this that you do and you just are so Intentional and take time out of your your days, your busy, clearly life, to make people know that you have their back. So you're definitely doing, you're living out your purpose. <laughs> that means the world, thank you. <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah, and like going going off that, I know something that you talk about, Bailey, is that like your, you say your energy introduces you before you do, and I feel like you go to your like you go to Bailey's page and you get her. Like you (laughs) go to her page and you get it. Like, and it's so, and it's not fake. It's not put on. It's so authentic. And that's why you go to your page, your page, Bailey, and you feel a connection because it is so authentic and we just get you. But I love that notion and I totally agree. But so often we're like so worried about how we're showing up, whether it's on social media or whether it's in person. You know, me and Brenda just did a whole podcast on rejection and we're always thinking about how other people are perceiving us so what does that mean to you about like your energy introducing you before you do and how does that allow you to show up in a more
2: authentic version of yourself mm. gosh so I I had so many thoughts by really while you were like yeah no, yeah no about go that. down ah. all of it down. <laughs> Um, no, I really appreciate that because when my brand started growing, it was very much a conversation that Sam and I had very often was like literally the pillar of any time we'd like potentially meet with like management to help me out if we were looking in a hiring assistant, which are all things like we've been doing and considering this past year because the growth like got really crazy. And I got to a place where I was like in between feeling like immensely grateful and really overwhelmed is I would always say to Sam whatever we do, whether I'm a 10k followers or 500k my most important top priority hands down always is to stay authentic and to connect with people because that's why I've always started this platform in the first place so I always told him I'm like if you ever you know feel like I am not staying true to myself like you need to sit me down and grab me by the shoulders and I love that like because that staying authentic is you know and sharing the real raw and relatable as I always say is like everything I want Out of my space, and I have to say that it's it gets harder with growth because of exactly what you just said. You feel like I'm trying to touch on a a phrase that you just or like that said that sparked this thought, but feeling like everyone is kind of watching your every move. If that like yeah yeah yeah. absolutely weird way to put it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're always kind of showing up in these different ways and. Honestly, something I learned this last year is like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. There are always going to be people who don't like you. And like you're just not going to be some people's flavor. And that's cool, you know? Like you have to be okay with that. But I think that's something that is really great about authenticity is when you when you are so true to yourself. And you've done so much work on yourself that that doesn't even like phase you anymore. That's when you've like done it. Like for yeah. me, that's like, okay, like that person showed up and like hid behind a computer screen and made me feel awful. But like, I'm good. Yeah, to go on. Because I spent like the last three years of my life working to be the woman I was today. So like unfazed. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that when it comes to just... Like, what I mean personally when I say your energy introduced you before you do is, like, leading with kindness and, like, I think that... When, when I get asked about confidence a lot, which I think directly relates to this, you know, particular like energy question yeah. is, I think everyone has a different glow when they're confident. Like I, I've oh, seen yeah. it happen with, you know, girls who ask me about it. And that's often what I say. Like people are like, how are you so confident? And I'm like, you have a different glow when you really love yourself. Like you really do. And it's not, I can't like sit here and tell you like, here's the five steps I took to confidence. Because like, yesterday it might have looked awesome and today I might be like woof I really need to work on myself today but it, it's going to look different every day and mm-hmm. but I think the way you show up and the way you present yourself and like how you choose to put your energy out both to other people to yourself and to the rest of the world is you know how that's all a part of how you learn more about yourself and it's I always ask myself what do I like want to be known for and I want to be known Mm -hmm. for being kind and being compassionate and you know talking about important things and not being afraid to show up like myself because I spent way too many years doing that and and Mm -hmm. that's that's not how I want to spend my time on you know here anymore
1: totally yeah oh you're speaking right to our hearts we Ah! we
2: Um, Sometimes and, I'm just like, oh my God, I rambled on like 18 different thoughts. No, no. It's,
0: it was right. perfect. Yes. <laughs> I all asked right. like four questions in that. Class, yeah, so it did. was like very fair. Dollar, with, yeah. Very much. <laughs> <from you.
1: laughs> yeah. And kind of going off of that confidence is one of the things for you and, and also being bold. So what does being bold mean to you?
2: Uh, okay. You asked that at a perfect time because it, I can bridge right off that statement I just said, like being bold to me is showing up every day exactly as you are. And that can mean anything from meeting yourself in the mess. That's another phrase that I use a lot Mm. is some days being bold to me is just like, I slept till 11 because I needed to today. And like, I'm going to show up and tell you about how I'm a total mess today. And that's cool. Whether it's the fact that like, I feel really bad about my body today, or I had a really shitty conversation with a friend or like whatever it is you know like I meet myself in the mess and I'm making a bold choice that day by like admitting that and being vulnerable about that and not being afraid to be open about that especially when it comes to the community because and that goes back to the whole authenticity thing too is just I want to show up every day like where I'm at I'm not ever going to show up and be like here's my perfect lifestyle at 8am like she's killing it as usual (laughs) and then like turn off my phone and be like wow today really sucks like you're always gonna get the real with me and I actually I literally have a neon sign to my right that says be bold love it but yeah it's it's my way of just reminding myself that like bold moments don't have to be they don't always have to be positive and pretty and happy they just have to be you they just have to represent who you are and like if you're staying true to yourself and showing up as you are are in that moment then you're making a bold choice and I actually asked my community a while back to like share a bold moment with me and some of the responses I got were just oh they were so incredibly inspiring because it was everything from like I decided to book a therapy session or I decided to like start anxiety meds or mm-hmm. I am going to finish college I wore a crop top for the first time today so it, it- can mean anything anything yeah. and I remember just reading through them and feeling like so inspired because it was exactly how I define it I'm like this this applies to so many different things for so many different people but all of these people are having you know this moment where they realize okay this is like what's best for me right now regardless of anyone else's expectations or opinions or judgments this is what I'm doing for me right now and that takes boldness
1: oh yeah Yeah. And how beautiful that it is actually so different for people. I feel like a lot of times we have this idea that like, you know, everybody wants to succeed. And this idea of success has to look the same or how they feel or what they do or how they get there. But like, it is different for everyone. And that is, like you said, being bold in a world that's kind of trying to keep you in a box is is choosing to step outside of it or, or break outside of it. And we always say, you know, if no one else's opinion mattered, what would you be doing differently? And it's a question that like shakes us because we're like, shoot, I really have to it. <laughs> like when you hear that question and yeah. you like, actually ask yourself that question,
0: you're like, oh, fucking
1: shit, like I'm doing a lot
0: of things better <laughs> for everybody else.
1: Yes, it's <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh yeah. Yes. And kind of switching gears a little bit. So we talked <laughs> about all the confidence and boldness and all of the things. And there was just a post that you had, honestly, a little while back. And we also talked a lot about relationships and dating on this podcast and you allude to a past relationship in your life and you said specifically that made you believe that love was slammed doors angry nights and promises made out of lies so many women are misled by the meaning of love based on not knowing any differently so what does love mean to you today and what kind of caused you to shift your perspective on what love is
2: well <sighs> That that last question is easy. My husband. Mm-hmm. So the relationship I was referring to in that particular post was with my ex. So I was pre- I now have been married for two years to my husband mm-hmm. Sam. But I was previously very young and stupid. We all are. <laughs> we all are. We all, and, all are. Um, was previously engaged at like the age of twenty, mm-hmm. and. You know, this is a really, for a long time, I'll admit, I kind of was unsure whether that ever be, that would ever be something I'd like openly talk about, because once again, it goes back to just like how we're felt to, you know, and almost like programmed to feel shamed Mm. because we've made mistakes or because we've loved and lost when everyone was trying to warn us. But like, once again, goes back to like, you don't know until you do. And I had to learn that for myself. There's some things that you can only learn on your own truth there just the yeah. are every one of my worlds could have told me yeah oh I was gonna go on to do better things and have this human being that I was with was toxic but like I just could not see it it was like blinders blinders blinders
0: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah I, I meant that very literally when I wrote like I thought love was slam doors and angry nights because I was used to someone or my significant other at the time like walking out on me when things got hard and when there were conversations to be had. And so I just thought, okay, well, you're like coming back after days and telling me you love me so like that must be love that's love Mm -hmm. is you leaving and slamming doors in my face and getting angry but then coming back and then it took me a while to like get back into dating and I actually was looking like for nothing serious and then um my husband and I met online and it, I had been on like four or five dates and he was, uh, yeah, he was, I believe my fifth date. And I remember meeting him and I called my friend, which who was, she was the reason like I got back into dating uh, was because she had met her now husband at the time on the same site. And so it was called OKCupid, by the way. Mm-hmm. So um, go sign up. Yeah. Right. Go. Everybody now. <laughs> Everybody's running now. <laughs> so everyone's like hitting boss. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so she actually I remember like calling her and I was like oh I'm so angry at you right now and she's like what why and I like because I just wanted to casually date and now I'm yes. not gonna be able to let this one go so like screw you that's no. what
0: always happens it comes when you're not looking
2: seriously and it was that and I straight up was always like the one who laughed at that and it's like it's gonna come unexpectedly <laughs> and my husband and I both were the ones who were like okay when you know you know like nah, whatever <laughs> and then we met each other and moved in at six months together and like we're totally we still are that mushy gushy when you know you know a couple and will be forever so like it happened yes it's uh, it uh, i get so tongue-tied because now i'm just like now I'm she's
0: in love
2: (laughs) um but yeah I mean it's like to put it frankly Sam my husband like absolutely showed me what real love was and it was a learning process because I think also in the same post you're referring to I talked about how I think it was the same one about how he kind of had to or well it took time for me to kind of let him in and that Mm -hmm. and that was from from an emotional standpoint from a physical standpoint like I really had to to find ways to trust and to open my up again to communicate again and in that type of you know when you're when you're getting as personal as falling in love with someone it's not easy to do when you've been through a relationship like I had and so the fact that Sam was able to make me feel so safe and secure and loved so quickly was I think you know when I kind of started getting like a little bit stunned I'm like wait 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 is this like what it's supposed to be like like kindness and support and communication like it honestly kind of surprised me at the time because yeah. like I said that's not what I knew love to be and yeah. yeah it's just amazing to look back on because quite honestly like we have the most beautiful relationship and I and I don't even know how to put it into words sometimes I do my best in all of the posts that you're talking about <laughs> but it's just I mean Sam does everything in the world to make me happy and he you know we're best friends and the way he communicates is like it's just yeah there, yes. there are good humans out there I promise you but like you gotta weed through the really shitty
0: ones
2: beforehand. Mm. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com. Forward slash podcast, where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show.
0: Exactly. Speaking of like weeding through the shitty ones um, (laughs) and being alone, I think like a lot of women, especially at the age that we're at, I mean, Brenda at it like around twenty five, where so many people you're in the middle.
2: Never said how old I was at the beginning of this. Did you not? I don't think I did. I think when oh, I understood myself, I'm 27. Because I was just going to ask how old you guys are. Here we go. <laughs> okay. yes,
0: we're, I'm 25. Brenda's going to be 25 next month. Okay, okay. Um, But we're at this, like, you know, that middle ground where it's, like, either everyone's single or everyone's engaged. So, yeah. like, <laughs> terrible. But also, I feel like a lot of people that we know who aren't, like, are in relationships or that maybe aren't the best, like, are afraid to be alone now because they're, like, But I'm 25, like, everybody's getting engaged. Like, like, there's so much fear around being alone, especially at this age, I think, where there's such a dichotomy. So how did you cultivate the belief that you're you were more worthy than your past relationship?
2: Mm. So I think this is actually something that might surprise some people. I know it surprises people in my community and hope, like, potentially will surprise your listeners here. I, I really don't know that I even understood that until after we were married Mm. yeah and it's interesting because I'm a firm believer in like finding yourself and figuring out who you are and being really secure in that before you join your life with someone else Mm. but for me it happened differently and, like, that's okay. And I think that's been something that, like, really at the time we got married, like, I I had a lot of image issues with, like, myself, my body. Like, it goes past, like, just my body image. Like, and I really didn't think I was, like, worthy of, like, the big love. And I guess the reason I think it's important to share this is to know and understand that, like, that because just because I felt that way and because I know I felt that way doesn't mean that I was, like that our relationship is any less authentic than it is it doesn't mean that i was leaning on sam for the wrong things it doesn't mean that i wasn't leaning on myself enough it doesn't mean that i didn't learn the right things it doesn't mean that the timing for us should have been any different it simply is how my timing worked out and honestly i wouldn't have it any other way looking back because the moments where i like really bloomed and and we've continued to bloom is you know Like our, our years leading up to that were beautiful. And like the year we got engaged was amazing. The year we got married was incredible. But like, we've found a lot still out about like each other and ourselves in like these last two years. And I think that's been really amazing. And, you know, he's seen me go from, and, and keep in mind these last two years have really been when like I've modeling and creator experience and every, all of that has grown. And so I think it actually almost benefited us more happening that way because then I went on to like change all these things about my career and Sam's just been like along for this ride for like a dream he never had. But you know, it's
0: like (laughs) now he's a photographer.
2: Like like, a photographer and an assistant and like he's like taken it in total stride. But what is amazing is like and when you know something is meant to be, is we just rolled right into it. Like and because we're who we are as a couple and as friends like it was like oh yeah this is totally natural and like he sees how happy it makes me and he's like why like why wouldn't I support you in everything you do and so I don't know I just think it's it's a wild piece of my story that like a lot of that came after we got married but I think it's I guess what I want anyone listening to know is that that's okay and you don't have to have it all figured out and it's okay to grow like even after you're in the long-term relationship and as long as you we talk about this a lot as long as you are growing. Going together like it's still mm-hmm. you know that's that's important of course but you don't have to have it all figured out let me be living proof of that because mm-hmm. I have really bloomed after after our marriage and that was when I found out like I was really worthy of both loving myself and being loved as as boldly as I am by Sam and oh,
1: that is so beautiful my goodness and I think that it, it's so beautiful to know that because they'll just being told you don't have to have it all figured out in whatever capacity whether it's career whether it's relationship whether it's self-love and being the the perfect practicing self-love guru, like whatever it is. I think everybody needs that reminder as often as they can. And I think for someone, you know, if someone is currently stuck in a toxic relationship, and I think kind of, as you alluded to, like in the moment you mistake it for love and for someone that maybe even for a moment thinks maybe this isn't right, but I'm afraid of being alone. Well, from your story, have hope that even if you did figure it out along the way, as we all do, that there is hope for something greater or something different and that you never know. Where things will take you. And we're so happy that this ended up in such a positive way for you. Well, I
2: have to touch on one thing you said just because yeah. it's like, a, but that's something like both of us were actually in pretty toxic relationships prior to each other. Oh, wow. And something we've always said is um when someone asks us, like, well, why'd you stay in them so long? We're both, we both always touch on the same thought of like, we were both more comfortable than we were happy. Mm. And I think it's easy to, especially when you're young, to. Yep. Stay in a bad relationship or even a bad friendship or like let yourself be walked all over by family members, whatever it is, when you are comfortable and you want to be safe.
0: And I would add to that, even stay in a good relationship. That's just comfortable, but like there, but something is missing or, you know, that there's something more like, I think that is like something that we see happen all the time. Again, especially at this age where you're like, but I'm, but I I need to get married soon. Like I'm 25 or whatever. Like something can be good or, or comfortable, but it doesn't mean it's right still. Like I've been thinking about that a lot. Like what is, what is a no and what is new and like, you know, what is the difference? Yeah. yeah. And like, how does it feel in your body? It's I don't
2: know. But yeah, no. And I love that you make that point because you're so right. It could absolutely be like a good relationship. But but still, at the end of the day, like we we lean towards playing it safe and the comfortability because that's where we feel, you know, like, okay, I don't have to confront anything. I don't have to deal with the bat. Like, mm-hmm. okay. But but is it really what's making us happy is like, I think the question that's often really hard to ask. Really hard but to ask. Yeah. It might be like, what changes
1: your life? Yeah, 100%. What would you say to a woman that has this insecurity or about like being in a bigger body than their partners or something like that? That's something that comes up a lot. We talk a lot about it with our friends. It's something that is talked about on social media. And I know it's something that you've touched on before too. And to a woman that worries about other people judging her relationship.
2: Absolutely. So it, yes, it's something I touch on a lot. It's a question that I get a lot. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of DMs about, you know, how did you become okay with dating someone who's shorter than you? How did you become like, well, and Sam is actually technically taller than me, but like, if you see us, like we're, we're close in height, like, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I've, you know, always, even when I was, I was actually like much smaller when I met Sam still curvy, but like, you know, my body has grown since then. And you know almost six years into a relationship and it's something i've talked a lot about this last year and something we always say together is don't put yourself in a box mm. and that's what i like to say also to you know to women specifically that you're getting this question to is i think so often with dating because of kind of like similar to the stigma that we have of like we need to be married by 25 and like make sure that we've you know figured it all out like we're in the dream career and yeah. we're like on the path to success that if you're not like if you're the cute little you know petite blonde and you're not with like the tall skinny dark and handsome guy well then just like don't bother because that's like what we see in fairy tales and that's what like you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be with that is so ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) literally like that's what I always felt like is I'm like oh well I'm a bigger girl so like I'm gonna have to be with someone who can you know like compliment that and what's so sickening about that like stigma is that when I think about that I think I felt that way not because that's even what I wanted like that's why I like laughed that's That's why my life was to laugh because I was like just like what I saw I'm like okay well if people's like if I'm with someone that's like even remotely like smaller than me then that's gonna be like something that people talk about or something that people think are weird or whatever and here's what's really cool that never even crossed our minds yeah like it was never even a thing it doesn't actually matter right right and when you actually like meet the right person it doesn't it, it, it probably won't cross your mind just like it did nars ours because it it's there's so much else happening in the moment and there's so much else that's that's felt and that's right that it's like for that to even be a thing is just is still kind of just this still baffles me but yeah so that's why i say don't put yourself in a box because if you walk into any potential relationship with like this idea that you need to you know cross off box, and, like, have a checklist of what you want, you might literally lose out on what could be the best thing in your life. And when I look back on my ex and, like, my parents legitimately, like, still are, like, (laughs) you could be in this life of what was basically mapped out with my ex and, like, the life I have now, which is this, like, beautiful meant to be, like, I feel like I'm right where I'm meant to be and with who I'm meant to be with. And, but, like, I never would have the Bailey that I was prior to when I met Sam. Like, there's... There's a good chance that I would have been like, mm, I, maybe it's not a good fit. And, and I was actually the person who reached out, like I reached out to Sam first on our dating app, but yeah. And, and he would honestly say the same thing. Like there were times in his past where he certainly would have just given what he had been taught and told and seen with his, you know, friends and family that that wasn't like dating a curvy girl. mm wasn't mm-hmm. something that was like the, the the word allowed isn't right you know what I'm saying like encourage like the picture yeah, like yeah. Encouraged. it wasn't the encouraged yeah. picture perfect yeah right yeah, yeah. and it, clearly it's something we're gonna still like it's still gonna be a stigma we continue to shatter because I still often that like anything I post about that just like so many opinions Yeah,
1: totally. It's so fascinating. And also how we can really like internalize these messages. Like you said, not your desire, not what you want in a person, but like what you think you're expected to do. Like I know in in my personal relationship, I've been with my boyfriend for nine years and we're only 25 and it's beautiful and amazing. And I remember for so long, he has, this is just based, not something I think about all the time, but when I was really, really struggling with my body image and my weight, he exists in just like a naturally like lean fit. Body and you know, fit however we want to define it, anyway. And I remember I was like, okay, well, like he's just naturally exists in this body, and I don't think it's really going to change, so I guess that means I have to change mine, and I just went to the depths to change mine. And I didn't discover this about my like struggle or journey until like I actually dug deep and was like, what's a piece of why I'm doing this? And it's not because he ever made me feel like I had to. My body has changed so much over the years and he has always stood by me and cared for me. And, you know, I've never felt judged by his family or anyone around me because of that. But it's so fascinating how we could put that pressure on ourselves. And kind of speaking about weight gain and all of that stuff, quarantine brought a lot of unexpected struggles. But one of the most common ones that seems to be circulating with our audience, our circle of friends um, is changes in our bodies. So what are your top tips for someone that logically understands that they're more than a body but struggles with believing it and accepting their own changing body?
2: Yeah. I mean, that hits really hard right now because I'm right there with, I I think that's an important thing to note is like, I'm right, I'm right there with them and with all of you. Because I think sometimes, often if you have a platform or any sort of falling or like, you're at the place where I'm at, people just automatically assume that like, I've just reached like this plateau of like, I every day feels good and it's like no like i'm i'm right in it with you Yep. especially after this year but i think this is gonna sound so silly but it's a testament to um how like fleeting my brain is but will you repeat the end of your question oh my gosh of
0: course <laughs> no we're talking about so much stuff it's so difficult
2: <laughs> no, no.
1: Literally so much up. <laughs> Basically, um for someone that logically knows that they're more than a body. <laughs> yes. But struggles with like under, you know, believing it for themselves.
0: Right,
2: right. Okay,
0: I got you. I said a right. we were on a journey. We were on a, a dream. real journey. Yes,
2: it's me. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's Like, one of the tips I give most often for this is doing, like, a major social media detox because this is one of the toughest subjects, I think, that even you can, you can, like, know this, that you're more than a body and logically think you're surrounding people, you're surrounding yourself with people who are positive about these types of things. But I think oftentimes there can even be, like, hitting or hidden triggers and messaging where we don't even see it. And so I think like sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, hmm, maybe I need to take like a little detox from this because it's like not serving me well right now. And social media is definitely one of those things. And like this coming from someone who works in social media, like it's really important. But I think one of the biggest things that helps me is actually like having a, face-to-face like it's gonna sound really silly but a face-to-face like conversation with myself about my body like sometimes I genuinely will like look in the mirror and I'll like write affirmations on like either like a sticky note or like with lipstick on my mirror because it kind of makes it like sit with me a little deeper if that makes sense yeah yeah that's often why I have like dance parties in my underwear is because in my right and yeah like it just it just it all sits a little deeper with me And like, and it's going to look different for everyone because some of us, like I love those pictures that are circulating that that are like I'm worthy like if I feel good in less clothes and I'm worthy and if I feel good in more clothes like whatever we all feel worthy in different ways and so I think it's important when we're like on the topic of you know logically knowing we're more than our body for me personally I feel better when I'm just like dancing around the house in my underwear in a swimsuit like that helps me connect to like the mental state of like self love is so much more than just my body image kind of thing but like yeah. that might look like journaling for somebody else or that might look like yeah. listening to a podcast to figure that out. Does that make sense? Like totally. It just it's going to, it looks different for everyone. Like that process for me personally, it's rocking out in my house in limited clothing. Yeah. I love
0: um, I love
2: that's how I just connect like the body, the body image with the self-worth in my brain. Because for me they're they're pretty interconnected. But like yeah, I, I'm just rambling now. Sorry.
0: No, those are those are amazing they're amazing tips. And I love I personally love the dance part Mom, because I love a dance party no, and love- I just think nothing makes you feel better than like Literally nothing like just getting up and dancing and like putting yeah. on your favorite music and like nobody's there to watch you nobody's there to judge you like it's just you and this thing that you have like right. yeah. yeah and like we're just lucky to be able to move it mm mm-hmm. Truth, truth. But we made it here to 2021 through the quarantine, through our changing cells, through the changing bodies. Not in itself well, is enough.
2: Like anyone who's sitting here, like I don't care what you do the next year, 10 years of your life, like you made it right here.
0: Yeah, literally like through everybody's hardest year, I think ever. Like we made it here. It's 2021. What are some of your tips to step into the most authentic versions of ourselves this year?
2: You have to let go. Of other people's expectations, I preach this so hard on my social media, and I know it's not like I know it's one of the most difficult things to do. But it's the best thing I ever did for myself. Was like letting go of other people's expectations of how I should look, what they what I should be doing with my career, how I should act, how I should be, how should, how I should be perceived. You know, however you want to apply it, letting go of people's expectations and opinions when you know, when I do anything, like on a daily basis, I go into it very intentionally. Like, this is like, I am showing up right now and here in this moment as I am. And that to me is like, as authentic as it gets, because it's the that's like the core of how I want to be known is like, here's me today. And it looks different than yesterday, or it looks the same, or maybe it looks a little better, maybe a little worse. But here's me on January twenty second And like, that's what's up. So I think like, or number one for me, yeah, letting go of other people's expectations um, and also working on, let me phrase this right. You have to learn to be unafraid of making other people uncomfortable mm. so that you can be your truest self. Yep. There are like a lot of family or friends of mine over the year who like, who like I may have made feel uncomfortable because- I decided to be myself and I feel like that's something that we often feel very ashamed of or like we can't oh, do right. that because we're like hurting someone in the process then you're never going to be true to who you are like if you live that way that's like the number one thing I've learned is and that's scary it's fucking it's scary, scary. Yeah. but like it's worth it it's terrifying but like it's and, and I still sometimes have to like dip my toe in that a little bit and then I like realize how good it feels again and I'm like oh yeah okay yeah. <laughs> But exactly. yes, yeah, so, right. It, but it's so empowering. And like, you'll realize in the moment or after the fact, or the next time, you know, you're like having a really pick ass brave moment that you're like, wow, this is like the truest I've ever felt. And like, I'm living my truth. And that is worth it every time. Because at the end of the day, like, you have to live with yourself and you have to be okay with the choices you make. And yeah, that's, I mean, who are we with 24 hours a day? Literally ourselves. Yeah. So like you better be damn happy with who you're spending your time with. That is so oh. true. You know? oh it's so
1: true. <laughs> Bailey, you've been incredible. We have three quick short questions for you. <laughs> they are, do you have any daily practices, rituals or routines that, that you incorporate into your days? It's okay if not.
2: No, totally. Uh, so my, well, just in general, my life's pretty unroutine. So it's like yeah. <laughs> a day by the day, but yes, I always sit with my coffee in the morning something I started in 2020 that I want to get back to is I leave my phone for at least the first 30 minutes of the day like I really try to aim for an hour and I like read I want to get back to this like reading a book because Mm -hmm. I found that that time in the morning with myself was like the most relaxed I've ever been not going straight to my phone having my coffee and like really just trying to like figure out where I the best thing ever quiet morning. So bad at that. I'm working on that. And then that. self-care. You know, I'm all about self-care. Like I always said time aside in the week to have self-care. It looks different every time. So like come hang out with me at the Bailey P if you want to like see yeah. more of that. But yeah, that's really, really important to me and something I definitely prioritize on different days of the week love it love it we
0: always love a good a good face mask a little whatever it might be bailey has there been any resource in your life that has helped guide you through your 20s thus far it could be a book a podcast a person anything
2: yes you were a badass by Jen Sincero changed my life. Yes, yeah, such a good one. I bought it in the airport on my way to Rome. Actually, like yeah. when I had been chatting with Sam on the yeah. okay, Keep It Up, but we hadn't met in real life. And it was actually right after I had done like a, a pretty intense workout program, and I was feeling this was in like really, really oh, really? Body my really bad money phase when I was feeling like I couldn't go to Rome and like indulge in all these things because I had like just worked out for like three weeks and. Oh. Um, Of course, like nothing was going to taste as good as skinny felt. So (laughs) everything, every, I promise everything, everything better than that. Hot exactly <laughs> Exactly. yeah like literally thinking about that time in my life right now I'm like who was she Ooh. um but yeah I remember I bought that book in the airport and I usually like read books very sporadically I finished that book like before I even landed in Rome and I still reread mm-hmm. it a couple of times a year like it genuinely just changed my life the whole outlook of and I use that all the time I'm like I'm just describe myself as like a bold bubbly badass and I owe a lot of that to that book
1: love it love it and our last question is normally where can people find you but but if you want to jump into that, I know you mentioned it before. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the Bailey P is where you can find me on Instagram. That's also my website is the Bailey um I talk a lot more about like my journey into modeling there. I have a Q&A section, all sorts of resources that are questions that I get like most frequently via Instagram. Yeah. So come say hey, come hang out. I'm Yay. so glad I got to do this with y'all. Yes, thank this you. is so oh,
0: fun. Amazing. Oh, Bailey, we cannot thank you enough. This is so amazing.
2: Oh, and yeah. if you're ever in Redondo Beach and see me around, please say hi. Oh. yes say
0: hi to Bailey she obviously is a ball of bubbles she's so much fun go follow her on Instagram and Bailey like, thank you so much thank yes, you so thank so
2: much thank um, stay warm out there on the east coast yes oh. thank you <laughs> we'll talk to y'all soon bye everybody. Bye. bye everybody
1: bye thanks for listening to Roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together
0: tune in every monday and thursday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you
1: get to start your week with us and end your week with us
0: with With love love, Brenda. brenda and julia